Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Lord, we just thank thank you for the uh, for this Quarry group, for this opportunity that we could gather on a Wednesday night and and get encouraged, get corrected, get uplifted, get challenged. We thank you, Lord, that it was in our pastor's heart all those years ago to start something like this, a place like this where there's life, where there's growth, where there's community, where there's accountability, Lord, we thank you for it. This is our best option tonight, and we're excited to be here. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. 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 You can be seated. Steve, you can keep playing. Excuse me. Hey, give it up for the worship team. Don't they do a great job? We don't just say that because it's like, well, we better say something nice. This is the part where we say something nice about them. But I love our worship team. Yes, especially you, Zach Tillett. (laughs) So what are we doing right now? What we got next? Ah. Okay, all right. So we nominated somebody, but they said, yes, the answer is yes, I will do the five minutes of fire. Then they came back and said, how about no, because I'm going on vacation next week. (laughs) But they said, can I reserve my spot for the week after? I said, no, it's a one-time deal. No, I said, absolutely, we'll save your spot. So that person that's going to come up here and preach some fire to us for five minutes, and if it's real good, ten minutes, is Maya Mizzle Brown. Let's give it up for her. Mizzle. Mizzle. Fresh. Fresh from the beach. Panama City Beach. Preach to us. Thank you. Hello, guys. I just want to say I hope you had an amazing week. So today I will be teaching on forgiveness. In Ephesians 4.32, it says, Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. I like this scripture because I like to think of it as if your friend, like, maybe did something bad to you and they really meant that they're sorry, they would want you to forgive them. Just as if you sinned, you would want God to forgive you. This also leads me to my next point in Psalms um, 103, I mean, 103, 10 to 11, which says, He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our um, iniquities. I don't know how to say it. For as high as the heavens are above earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. I mentioned this because if... um. If your friend does something wrong, don't look at them with bad or with shame, but like if that thing had never happened. I struggled on forgiveness for a lot of years, so I hope you find a useful message of this. And that's all I got. Come on, give it up to her. Maya Mizzle Brown. So you only get to call her Mizzle. If you're, you're like in the in crowd with her, so I get to call you Mizzle. I don't know about anybody else. Oh, okay, CJ. CJ said he can say it. That's fine, CJ. I'll let you in our group. <laughs> hey, great job tonight. Hey, 
Are you all impressed with these young people that are able to get up in front of their peers and share what God's been dealing? That's, I love it that you chose forgiveness because that's something that we could use probably every week <laughs> and still need it every week. So I love it. Thank you for sharing. So now we get to pass the mantle, pass the torch, pass the microphone onto somebody. <laughs> I see somebody in the back pointing at somebody right now. Um, we get to pass the torch onto someone who will do this for us next week. And uh, I kind of haven't completely decided who that is. So I'm just going to put my microphone down and sit here and pray and let the Lord decide. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, huh. I mean, we could just throw some names out there, whoever anybody's thinking right now. How about we just do a mass? We'll do a one, two, three, a mass pointing. And whoever has the most fingers pointing at them is going to do it. Everybody think about it. Everybody think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, okay. Everybody put your fingers down. Unanimous. It is unanimous. So, Roman, <laughs> do you accept five minutes of fire for next week? Yeah, I'll do it. Woo! He said yes. Come on. Hey, for real though, I was already going to choose you. <laughs> I swear, I swear. No, um, he said yes. That's good. We don't want to get turned down. Like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good, bro. Yeah, get somebody else. Get the B team because uh, I don't want to do it. No, I'm, I'm happy that you said yes. Okay, all right. Five minutes of fire. Just refresh it real quick. Whatever God has been speaking to you about. Um, whether it's on forgiveness or on um, anything that he's dealing with you. Uh, in your private devotional time, or maybe you have a group of people you've been talking to, and uh, maybe he's like, hey, I've wanted to share about this for a long time, just never had the opportunity to. Now's your chance. Five minutes of fire. We will be no nominating a leader in the future to do it. So leaders, pull out those uh, pocket sermons that you've been hiding. It's about time. <laughs> I'm going to jump right into this tonight, and I'm, I'm not going to take a long time, because after this, we're going to go all um, have a prayer service in the parking lot, in the direct sun, and uh, we're just going to stand there and, and, and hold, hold hands and sweat. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, we're actually going to stay inside, amen, and uh, not sweat. So I'm not going to take a real long time tonight. A couple of you are like, hey, have your liberty, preacher. A lot of you are like, all right, cool, let's wrap it up. So... I want to talk to you tonight, briefly, on something that Pastor Jordan mentioned last week or the week before. All I know is I wrote it down, and I think I've been thinking about it a lot, and looked up verses, and, been, and I have been surveying my own life, and actually, the Lord's been showing me other people in our church that have been going through this. Opportunities and opposition. Opportunities and opposition. When I say he, I, he showed me some people, I guess I've just been thinking about it, and it, certain people have came to my I guess uh, got laid on my heart, and I've prayed for certain people, and I've thought about certain people. Opportunities and opposition, what do I mean by that? Do you think that when God gives you an opportunity to bless you or to get to serve him, that the devil gets all of his little demons, and they put on cheerleading outfits, Ellie, and they get their pom-poms, and they're super excited, and they're saying, go, yeah, get promoted, let the Lord bless you. Do you think, do you think that's happening? 
Do you think all of hell is super excited about it? No, they're not. So what happens when God presents an opportunity for you, for your life to be blessed or someone else's life to be blessed, or for you to get a chance to serve him, to love on him, opposition happens as a result. Now, I want to say this up front. I'm not saying, get ready, the big bad devil's coming after you. I'm not saying that. But I don't want you to think <clears throat> the ones that are out front, the leaders or the ones that with the microphone or the ones up here, the ones that are more visible, oh, they just got this amazing, perfect, beautiful life where just things always go their way. Just promotion after promotion and wonderful thing after wonderful thing. Let me tell you, the more responsibility you have, sometimes you got a big target on your back. And the enemy, the devil, Satan, he wants to trip you up. He doesn't want to see any of you succeed in here. Now, here's the thing. Also, I want to say this in advance. No matter what happens in this life, we still win. We still have the victory. At the end of the day, we still got the victory. God has made us more than overcomers. So it's not like, oh, get ready. You know, God's going to give these opportunities to you, and then uh, opposition comes, and get ready. You know, your life is going to be really bad, and, like, you're not, you're not going to win. How, do you, how many know there's seasons in life sometimes? And I, I'll say this, and I believe this. The majority of the time, it, I feel like I, I, live, I live on kind of a mountaintop experience. I really, do, I really do feel that. I've learned in my life to cast down thoughts, to cast my cares, to deal with things quickly and not let them stay, stay there too long. So I can kind of stay up here. But there are some times. I just want to warn you so when it happens, you're not like, man, what happened? I thought I'm living the blessed life, the abundant life, like, the, the over and above, the head and not the tail life. Sometimes you might have a season, and the good thing about seasons is they start, but then they stop. Seasons don't last forever. God gave us four seasons, not here in southern Indiana, but he gave us four seasons. And this heat, this heat's only going to last about one week. That season started, and it's going to end, and it's going to be 84 next week. Praise God. But there's seasons to things. And you could be living up on a, a mountaintop moment, having a really just amazing time with God and life and everything seems to be going your way. But then sometimes all of a sudden, boom, whoa, what happened? Opposition comes. I just want to talk to you about that real quick. Because the majority of the time, what we see on the greatest lie, social media, is that we see everyone's highlight reel. That everything's perfect. That they, ha they have the house with the eggs on the, on the counter in that perfect little basket. Their house is perfect. And the wife is wearing a sundress and the guy's got a cowboy hat on just looking all shredded and ripped. And everything just looks perfect all the time. It's fake. That's only probably less than half the percent of their life. Because what you don't see with highlight reels is all the behind the scenes stuff. If Justin had a microphone up here, we look at Justin like, man, he's, man, he, like they put him up there. They trust him. He's doing a great job. But what you don't see is the day-to-day. You don't see that when the opposition comes, you don't see him putting his words on it and fighting that thing and saying, I'm not going to, opposition, you might stand up against me, but I'm going to knock you down. We don't see that stuff. So highlight reels are just a big lie. They're fun to watch. I watch them often, but they're a lie. So I'm going to jump right into my first point. I'm talking about opportunities and opposition time. Number one, take the opportunity. Take the opportunity. When God wants to bless you, he presents you with an opportunity. When God wants to increase your life, he gives you power. Pastor Morgan talked about this. He gives you power to be successful or power to get wealth. He presents an opportunity to you. Not just, you just sit there and everything is going to be perfect and dandy. You don't ever have to lift a finger. Now, I believe in resting in God and I believe in sitting back and, and resting in him. But he also calls us to do work. Pastor's series on work right now. But 
I, I, number one, take the opportunity. When God wants to bless you, he will present an opportunity to you. When God wants to sharpen you, he will present an opportunity to you. Oppor opportunities to serve. I'm kind of just thinking about local church for some reason. Opportunities to um, serve in kids, in kids church, in kids ministry. Opportunities to lock a door here after service is over. Opportunity to do whatever is asked of you. Opportunities to love the person you don't want to love. Opportunities to be a blessing, to work in the nursery, to lead a life group, to preach a five minutes of fire. Opportunities. Opportunities, whoever, who, who all's ever done it. God gives us opportunities. I'm saying, if it's from God, say yes every single time. If it's from God. If it's from God, if you say yes every time, you'll never be let down. But say yes to that opportunity every time it comes up. Let's look at this, Ephesians 5, 16, now the Amplified. It says, making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. But it says making the most of your time. It says taking advantage of every opportunity. When God wants to bless you, he presents an opportunity to you. Say, hey, will you come in and spend a couple extra hours in the evening when no one's here and when they don't see you, and when, when it's over, nobody will know that you did it or nobody will see you. Will you take that opportunity? Say yes to it. When um, that friend at school that sometimes people just be nice to because they know their friends are watching because they'll get a pat on the back. But you, that you're going to say something nice to them or sit with them at the lunch table and no one's going to know and no one's going to see it. Take the opportunity. I promise you it'll pay off. Not You don't take the opportunity to get the payoff. You do it because it's the right thing to do. And you do it because God is asking you and trusting you to do something. So take the opportunity. I've noticed, though, people that don't take, don't take opportunities in life, when God presents you with something, I've noticed the people that don't take it have a very plain, basic, kind of a boring life, very comfortable life. I've noticed if you're not doing much for God, life's pretty easy. Don't expect a lot of opposition. Because the devil thinks, oh, he's, he's, he's comfortable. I ain't going to mess with him because he's just going to, he might get into heaven. She might, she'll probably get into heaven, but she'll be ineffective. He'll be ineffective. He'll take himself to heaven and no one else. So we're just going to leave him sit for a minute. I notice the people that don't take the opportunities. I don't know, maybe because you're not confident. I get it. I've been that way before. Maybe you don't think you're qualified to preach a five minutes of fire. Take the opportunity. You got this. CJ's like, pick me, pick me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I noticed the ones uh, I've had a number of friends that opportunities present, and they're ah, uh, a little busy. Uh, you know, I really, I'm really guarded. Uh, you know, I, I, I need this time. I really like my free time. But then those are the same people that, and I've seen this happen in our group when other people are being promoted when they're moving forward. You're like, man, why are they always? Why is God always doing stuff for them? They took the opportunity. They took the opportunity, not you. They did. They decided, I'm going to step out. It might be a little uncomfortable. I might not look like I know what I'm doing, but I'm going to take the opportunity that God has presented. Whatever it is, whether it's in a, a job right now, whether it's an opportunity at, a, at a, a college that's coming up for some of you, maybe it's something you're doing here at church. Maybe they want to promote you from assistant nursery worker to lead nursery worker to chief inspector of baby butts to head of the nursery. <laughs> Who knows? Take the opportunity. Maybe not that one, but... <laughs> But the best life I've noticed, the best life and the most blessed life is when you say yes to God.
Do you always see the results overnight? No. Does it sometimes make, take a couple years? Yeah, because sometimes it takes, it doesn't take God a while to do a work in you. It, it takes you like showing and proving to yourself and to God that, yes, I want this. And it just takes you sometimes just a little while to really show God I'm serious about this thing. Tegan's saying, yes, sir, you're right, because, you know, it's taken her a long, no, I'm just messing. No, it has not. But, but sometimes things take just a little while. I, I've had things be really quick for me in life sometimes, and other things, man, some things like five, ten years. You're like, I don't want to wait that long. Trust me, it's worth waiting for. So take the opportunities. I remember one time, years ago, at a summer camp, Dr. Hadabal was preaching. He and his wife, Pastor Angie, were up there. And I was on the platform. You know, I was just helping as a, as a background vocalist at the time. I wasn't leading anything, just a background vocalist, which is I was thrilled to do. I was honored to get to do it. And we were just, you know, it was a time, if you've been to a summer camp, you know, people come to the front, they get prayed for, and the ministry time kind of lasts sometimes five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just depending on what's going on. And it was at the very end, he turned around, and you know what, I had a recording of it for a long while, and I memorized it for a, for a number of years, but I've kind of forgot it, and then we lost the recording. But he basically said, he just turned around and said, the power to go, the power to lead, the power to follow, and a few other things. Uh, that I don't exactly remember. But I remember hearing that. I'm like, okay, like, what's that about? So afterwards, I went to him. I said, you know, I was just, hey, Dr. Hannibal, like, hey, um, I don't know. Like, did you get anything other than, you know, what you said to me? Do you have, can you shed some light maybe on what that might be? And he just, well, he's like, how should I say it? <clears throat> he said, I think there's some things that your pastor needs to talk to you about. He's like, but if you ever get the chance to, let's say, take up an offering before service, or if, if they ever give you an opportunity to speak from the front, he said, you better say yes. I was like, okay. And then nothing happened for like probably two or three years. And I wasn't, I was remembering it for the next few months. Like, he's going to ask, where's this time? And it never came. And I was kind of like, you know, sometimes forget about things. But then I noticed all of a sudden the ask came. And as soon as he asked, I said, yes. That came up in me right away. Like, yes, because I wanted to take the opportunity. And then, and I'm not here to say anything about, check me out. I'm, I'm up here in front. Hey, you know, when you have a microphone, it's a lot of responsibility. It's not like, I'll just get to walk up in this joint and grab the mic and everybody gets to look at me. No, you got to set, set time apart. You got to study to show yourself approved. You have to set time aside, sacrifice some time. It's not a, it's not a wait. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to get to do this for God and get to do it for you all because I love you, but you have to set some time apart. You don't just get to show up and say, check me out. There's a sacrifice that comes with it, but it, it's amazing. It's wonderful, and, and I, would, I would choose it every single time. I would never not do it. I would never not take the opportunity because every time I know it's God, every time I, I feel the Holy Spirit who leads me by peace and the opportunity presents itself, and I have that peace here, I say yes every time. So I'm telling you tonight, take the opportunity. Number two, opposition will come. Opposition will come. Every person that we've heard about in the Bible, that God wanted us to remember, and that has used as an example to us, faced opposition, and not American opposition, like real life opposition. I would say guns pointed to their head, but no guns in. Knives, poison, snakes, every bad thing you can think of, like real life opposition. And they weren't perfect people, but we remember them now forever because of the wonderful things they did, the leaders that they were, but they faced opposition. And again, this is not a doom and gloom message like, y'all get ready, you know, when that promotion comes, just wait for your life to suck. No, I'm not saying that right. at all, but I'm just, I want to, I want to be realistic. 
You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? But all the people that we are, all the heroes of our faith, all faced opposition. When God gave them an opportunity to step out, to step up on this stone and preach to a crowd, opposition came. And they were off, it was often very painful opposition. Let me look here. One thing I noticed with opposition, though, and I've noticed this for a number of years now, and I didn't always do good with this, but the moment opposition comes, this is, can I just tell you my pattern, my trend? And I'm, I'm going to grow with this. Sometimes opposition comes, and when it comes, I just get quiet for a minute. It's not because I'm getting quiet and waiting on the Lord either. I'm just frustrated and kind of ticked off, and I just don't say anything. I think I would rather praise God and use my words to do that at the moment, but I, I just sometimes get quiet so I don't say something stupid to somebody I love because I don't want to hurt them. <laughs> so that's sometimes why I get quiet. I'm just like, you know, it's like they said it on Bambi. If, uh, Bambi, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Okay. Nope, that'll preach a little bit. But then the other side is God gave us this mouth and these lungs to praise him, and so I need to worship him. So, but I've noticed sometimes when things happen that when opposition comes and it does not go my way and I'm not thrilled about it, I get quiet for a little bit. Again, not because I'm spiritual, just because I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything. It takes me about a day. I'm just letting you in on me. And then I wake up the next day, and I'm like, okay, it's a, it's a new day. His mercies are new every morning. I'm feeling a little bit better about this. But then I, that's when I cast my care. I, I want to get to the point where if something bad happens, I say, nope, I cast this care on you. But I'm telling you today, there's a powerful weapon that every single one of you have that when opposition comes against you, maybe you got a really random, unexpected text from a family member who you thought you was cool with, but it turns out you're not cool with. And they just blew you up, and it just totally caught you off guard. And now you're bothered by that, and you feel anxious about it. And your stomach's turning, and you got the breaths all the time. Every other breath is that. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, that's the kind of stuff that you got to cast. I want to I be very specific about what those kind of things are. When you look at your schedule, and they say you got, um, you got cross country this day, and then right after that, you're going to your brother's game. And then right after that, you got to come home and do, you know, do this science fair presentation. And then after that, when you start feeling that weight fall on you like that, and you're, and you're picking those cares up, and you're trying to fix it all yourself. Been there, done that, and I still have to deal with myself. Those are the times you got to cast your care. It is a powerful weapon that God has given us. He says, if you cast your care, that thing that's on you, if you throw it onto me, he says he'll take it for us. He said he cares for us. And I believe that when God says something to me, he means it. I don't question, like, does he? No, I, I'm to the point now in my faith where if God says something to me or about me, I believe it. So let's look at that First Peter 5, 7. It's a great weapon for us. Out of the passion, it says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Another thing with opposition is don't think that when you faced opposition that, that God, where are you? God's never gone anywhere. I notice another thing that happens during opposition is instead of drawing close, we step away. Instead of fall, you know, leaning into the thing that's going to help us, we just get mad and frustrated and kind of ticked off and quiet. So we just kind of step away from God a little bit. He's never moved. He's still literally standing like this. His feet are like fixed in concrete. And he's like, well, I mean, I couldn't go anywhere if I wanted to because God's a doer of his word. If he says he'll draw close to us, or if we draw close to him, he'll draw close to us, he's already there waiting. And so we're the ones that have stepped away in times of opposition. So I'm, I'm saying to you, draw close to him. When you feel that 
pressure come on you. And you know, like the end of the school year is coming and you're, you know, you got like a B minus, but you're want to rock an A minus. And you're like, oh, I got to do this. And you feel that care come on you. Draw close to him, cast that care on him. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it'll help you so much. I've done it a million. Has any, any leader or any student in your life had to do that? And you have like physically felt a difference? I remember one time, it was a situation with my family and my dad. I said, God, I can't fix this. And I'd done it about 600 times prior to that. But I, there was something was different this time. I said, I cast this care on you. I remember that, that burden. I totally felt lighter after that. Like, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I feel, I feel different. Use that weapon to your advantage. So we're talking about opposition will come. When opportunities are presented to you. But, you know, don't think for a second that God's forgot about you or that he's left you out. Or that he's like, hey, I got, I got Sam to take care of over here. Or, you know, I got Mizzle, she, she needs me over here, so I'll be back in a bit. God's not left you. The good thing about him is there's enough of him to go around for everybody. And then some. So let's look at this verse to encourage you here. I love this. Psalms um, 121, 1 through 8. It says, I look up to the mountain and the hills, longing for God's help. But then I realize that our true help and protection is only from the Lord, our creator who made the heavens and the earth. He will guard and guide me, never letting me stumble or fall. God is my keeper. He will never forget nor ignore me. He will never slumber nor sleep. He is the guardian God for his people, Israel. Yahweh himself will watch over you. He's always at your side to shelter you safely in his presence. He's protecting you from all danger, both day and night. He will keep you from every form of evil or calamity as he continuously watches over you. You will be guarded by God himself. It's a pretty big deal. You will be safe when you leave your home and safely you will return. He will protect you now and he'll protect you forevermore. Isn't that awesome? That's encouraging. So you understand that if you go through opposition, that verse is true for you. Sounded like to me, God's really driving the point home is that he's there with us. He's there with us. Last point, this is kind of fun. Talking about opportunities and opposition. Number three, mama didn't raise no punk. Mama didn't raise no punk. Everybody understand my verbiage on that? Mama didn't raise no punk. <laughs> As Christians, let's not be soft. Let's not be weak. Let's have a strong mind. Let's be Christians that are, you know what resilient means? It means you can bounce back quick. Something bad happens. Now listen, it, it, it took me years to get there, but God can help you with it. God can start doing a work in you right now. And for, for a lot of you, he's already begun that work to the point to where now when, when stuff pops up in the future, You'll feel the effect of it for a second, but you're going to bounce back so quick. You'll always feel the effect of something that happens. You'll feel it because you live in a human fleshly body, but you'll be able to bounce back real quick. You say, you know what? I know that's happening. I'm not ignoring the fact that it's happening, but I'm bouncing back quick. And it's not going to stay on me and live on me because mama didn't raise no punk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you might have a brief moment of feelings or being up, uh, frustrated or upset. But look at, let's look at Philippians 1, 28 through 30. It says, and then you will never be shaken or intimidated by the opposition that rises up against us. Your courage will prove to be a sure sign from God of their coming destruction. Amen. For God has graciously given you the privilege not only to believe in Christ, but also to suffer for him. For you have been called by him to endure the conflict in the same way that I have endured it. For you know, I'm not giving up. For you know, I'm not giving up. I read that the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, where's this scripture been hiding at? That's for me. And so I just started, started saying that, God, you know I'm not giving up. 
So, young person in here tonight, leader, I'm a young person, I'm 34, young. That ain't old, Roman, come on, that's not old. I encourage you, young person in here tonight, to not give up. God's presenting opportunities for everyone. And opportunities are, are ultimately to, to, to bless us in life and to bless God and to bless the church body. But don't give up. Don't quit. A lot of times when opposition happens, you lower your standard. Don't lower your standard. Don't allow days to pass by where you're just in this funk and you're kind of ticked off. Don't let too much time pass like that. Keep pursuing God. Keep pressing towards the things of God. Keep casting your cares. Use that weapon. Keep drawing close. Because when opposition comes, it might land on you. And if you don't do anything about it, it's just going to stand there. And everybody's going to be like, hey, what's up with him? What's, why is she acting so different? Don't let that thing stay on you. Cast your care and draw close to him. Opposition, though, just remember, opposition is a brief thing. You can have mountaintop moments. This Christian life, I just, you know, just newsflash, it's not perfect. I, I kind of always thought it was going to be, it's like, oh, the, the older I get in the Lord, the more easy and perfect my life will be. What it is, is I become more perfected in how I fight now. And it becomes easier because you start gaining knowledge of what God's word says about you. And the longer I'm alive, the more I believe it. So when stuff does pop up, I speak to it right away. Do you feel the effects of it? Yes, you do. But you can speak to it right away. And you, could, you can still live up here. You don't have to live in these seasons where they're just real long. It's, oh, this is never going to end. No, you got to speak to you. you got to cast your cares. Let's look at this last verse and then I'm done. Let's look at 1 Peter 5, 7. We've read a portion of this, but I wanted to read a little bit more. 5, uh, 7 through 11. It says, pour out all your worries and stress, that's casting your cares, upon him and leave them there. For he always tenderly cares for you. Be well balanced and always alert. Because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. I'm saying that to you tonight. Use your faith. We are a faith church and we believe in using our faith. Use your faith to stand against him, to stand against that opposition. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters all around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles you endure. Remember those highlight reels? You just think everything's perfect? Everybody is going through something kind of similar. We have the seasons where it's great and have seasons where I don't enjoy this that much. But don't think that you're alone in this. That's the trick of the enemy to think like there's 7 billion people on this planet and you're the only one that is going through this. Because you feel alone. You feel lonely. But that's, that's, that's not true. It says, for you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same kinds of troubles that you endure. Listen to this. I love this. It says, and then after your brief suffering... The God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ. I want to encourage you with this right here. It says, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than before. Let's look at that again. It says, and then after your brief suffering, it's a brief suffering. They didn't say it lasted forever. You think it lasts forever because you believe the lie of the enemy, but he says it's a brief suffering. And that brief suffering, he's there with you through it. But you would only knew that, know that if you draw close to him. You won't know that if you're just standing over here thinking, where's God? You have to take that step of faith right there and just draw close to him and you'll feel his presence. And then after your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. 
Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. He has all the power needed to do this forever. Amen. I love that because it's kind of like God has a lot to do in the world and in space and in the universe, but he cares about me. Because <laughs> it said he will personally restore you. Not he'll like, oh, I'll just send one of my people to, to help you. No, God of everything in existence will personally and powerfully restore you and help you. I don't know about you, but I needed to hear that for myself to encourage myself to know that I'm, I have opportunities in front of me, lots of great opportunities in life right now, all the time, just opportunity after opportunity, things I, I get presented with, should I do this? Yeah, awesome. Yes, Lord, I'll do that for you. And then opposition comes and, and, and worry tries to come and, and, and tiredness tries to come and, and headaches and symptoms in your body try to pop their head up because opposition will come. I'm just encouraged to know I don't have to do it alone. So I'm finished, but is there anybody in here that feels like you're going through a little bit of a funk? If you want to come up here, and we can all stand up. If there's anybody who feels like you're just going through what I just preached about, a little bit of funk, I'll pray for you real quick. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media. 